So hello and welcome to Swing Smarter Monthly Newsletter or Newsletter Monthly. I say it both ways. This is your host, Joey Myers from HittyPerformanceLab.com. And I have the honor today, finally, to get Jeremy Frisch. And it's Frisch, right? Not Frisk? Yes. Yep, Frisch. Yep. So I have uh, Jeremy Frisch on me on with me. He is the owner of Achieve Performance Training at Achieve Performance Looks like you got your website uh, re or going over to achieve performance dot training, but I think I, I put in achieveperformance.com. Is it? It's uh, it's achieveperformance.net. Dot net. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, yeah. Yep, it, yep. Then it reroutes. Yeah. So the big thing, Jeremy is a big like if you go onto his Twitter is at Jeremy Frisch and Frisch is spelled F R I S C H. So if you go on there. And his Twitter says, uh, strength conditioning, long-term athletic development, which we'll be talking a lot about in this call. Physical education, youth football coach, uh, Clinton High. So he's at the, I think he's actually at the, no, you're at the elementary school, huh? Uh, and then yep. At the elementary, that's where all your training is. Uh, yes. Clinton High, Bridgeton Academy, looks like Worcester State University. So welcome to the show, Mr. Jeremy. Fired up. I've, uh. <laughs> been a big fan for a long time and read your books and and uh you know your uh your uh line drive baseball uh package that uh i bought and, and watched those videos so this is exciting for me yeah what you do what's what, what i love is the thing very thing that you do to help kids get into is the biggest component i think that is not put in or at least it's put in wrong it's plugged in wrong so my first sure. question to you is what do you feel on the strength conditioning side with the kids that you're talking about? So say maybe yep. kinder, maybe through elementary school, what do you feel the biggest mistake is when those kids are being trained by strength and conditioning coaches? Yeah. So, you know, I think, <clears throat> I think over the years, like, you know, you got strength and conditioning started up with like professional and college level and it's like trickled down and it went through the high school and then and now it's at the middle school. And, and, you know, like I think with private facilities, people are trying to make money. So they, 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 you know, they'll have some type of like kids program. Right. Um, and what happens is, is that I think a lot of, you know, uh, uh, facilities may not have the experience of working with kids. So they just default to what they know. And so they'll, they'll, they'll kind of put on, uh, training programs that are made probably more for adults than for kids. And so if they sort of water them down a little bit and uh, try to make them um, kid friendly, but they're really not, you know what I mean? And so, so the elementary school age, you know, you really, what we're really talking about is physical education, right? And we just want to, we want to get those kids to be able to move around uh, as much as possible. Um, and the, I think the most important part of that is, is, um, you know, you could say move around a lot and you can get them to do like jumping jacks and, and hops and stuff like that. And all that stuff's great. But to get them in an environment where they have to sort of like think and react and move. And that's why like that age games are, are the best, right? You get them in, in an environment playing tag or uh, chasing each other or things like that or playing dodgeball. Um, those type of things sort of develop those, uh, you know, kinesthetic awareness. They develop spatial awareness. They develop your ability to uh, track with your eyes, which, you know, talking about baseball, right? I yep. mean, that's the name of the game right there. And so those things need to, those things being able to track not only is awesome for baseball and other sports, but it's also awesome for reading, right? Because we all know we need that too. Mm -hmm. So any, any, any activity that allows us to like track a ball or track a person or be able to have to react to, to a ball or a person or, 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 a, um, 
you know, or auditory signal or anything like we, where, where we have to really sort of have to react to, to something in front of us is probably the hot, it's probably the best thing that you can give to a child that age. The other thing that they really need to be able to do is to be able to handle their own body weight. And like people think about that, it's like, oh, we're going to get them to do push-ups and squats and lunges and stuff. And it's not that it's like more like, can they climb up a tree or can they climb on a bar and hang? Can they, you know, can they uh, do a forward roll? Can they bear crawl? You know what I mean? Can they, can they uh, jump off a box and land without like totally collapsing and hitting the ground? You know what I mean? Was, when I was a kid, we used to jump off stuff all the time. You know what I mean? And I think those, those, those like sort of, we did it in a, like a play type atmosphere, but those type of environments really developed athleticism. We didn't even know it. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, obviously in bait, this is, we're talking hitting and things like that, but throwing. Yep. And one of the things that I thought, you know, I didn't know really much in my, my junior, senior year of college coming out, but one of the programs, I think it was University of Texas, had just won the, the College World Series. And the next, so I think that was my junior year, and then my senior year, their strength conditioning program almost got rolled out to every D1 <laughs> over the country. And one of the things that they did not do was anything over shoulder, no vertical shoulder, anything. So it was like, we weren't allowed to do any vertical shoulder stuff. And to me at the time, I remember thinking to myself, wait a minute, don't you need to be strong in kind of every position possible? Like, I understand that we're over, we're overhand a lot. We're doing a lot of overhand throwing and stuff. But what's your, what's your opinion or what, what do you think about something like that where you totally shut down all any kind of sh uh, overhead shoulder development for baseball, softball players. Yeah. So, I mean, like the old, the old saying, like, if you don't use it, you lose it. You know what I mean? And so <clears throat> you're asking these guys to pitch and they're going through an extreme range of motion at a very high velocity. You better be strong to be able to do that. You better be strong when you start doing it. You know what I mean? And I think when we're talking about kids, there's probably thousands and thousands of kids across the country that pitch every weekend who probably can't hold himself up like hang from a bar for more than 30 seconds. You know what I mean? They don't have the grip strength in the hand. They don't have the strength in the shoulder, you know, to be able to hang, to, to hold themselves there. But you're asking them to pitch a ball, you know, as hard as they can or swing a bat as hard as they can. You know what I mean? It's like, and I think too, it's, I think when you, when you look at it that way too, it's no wonder that I think some guys have trouble teaching kids how to hit or how to pitch because the physical abilities aren't there. Right. The physical abilities aren't there to be able to teach them how to swing a bat fast or how to throw hard. You know what I mean? So I think there needs to be a foundational level of strength for kids before they actually get into the first years, first few years of playing sports. You know what I mean? So right. I'm a huge fan of like hanging, you know, or pull-ups or, you know, climbing. All that stuff for kids is awesome. Um, and, and I test it's because my kids play baseball. So, you know, some of their friends come in and, and we get kids from the surrounding area that are, you know, support, supposedly really good players. And I always, that's like the first thing I test, like how long can they hang from a bar? And it tells me right away, like what they got going on up top. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a really good sign, obviously, you know, hitting and pitching and throwing and a lot of it comes from the forces through the ground too, but it's important that their shoulder shoulders are strong, scapula is strong, has good range of motion. You know what I mean? So I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Um, even all my kids, like the, when those kids start to hit like their tween years, like the 11, 12, 13 year olds, we do tons of like one arm dumbbell presses. You know, we'll do stuff where they're hold the dumbbell overhead and walk. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm a huge fan of that stuff. You know what I mean? I'm a huge fan. And we do a lot of like um, 
for power development, we do a lot of, you know, we, you know, medicine balls, like most kids will throw medicine balls between the side, you know, probably four pounds to eight pounds, 10 pounds. But we have uh, these medicine balls that are like, uh, you know, 15, 20, 25, 30 pounds. And we do a lot of like vertical throws with them. So the kids are going to like almost do like a push press when they launch the ball in the air and we'll let it go and it'll hit the ground. They'll repeat. So we do a lot of that stuff. So yeah, I'm a big fan of trying to get your, your, you know, to get as strong as you can through a complete range of motion. I love that. You mentioned the, the hang. So when you do an evaluation of a hang, what are you looking yep. for? How long, uh, if a player is poor in that versus is good in that, how long can they hang for? You know, I, so I, I, I want to see like the base level, like 30 seconds. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, I had, a, I had like, I remember this summer I had like three or four kids that were between the ages of 11 and 12 and you know, th they were, and these kids play a lot of baseball and they're pretty good, but you know, they were struggling at 30 seconds. You know what wow. I mean? And so it was, it was for me, but you know what the great thing is, is if you practice that every day or every other day, you can get really, you know, really freaking good at it. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't take a long time to get stronger. And it's, it, and I use that as proof for the kids. Like, look at, if you work at this, just like swinging a bat and pitching a ball, you work at this every week or every day you're in here, you're going to get better. And we got kids that went from like barely getting 30 seconds to well over a minute. You know what I mean? So I think it's a, it's a huge, it's a huge um, part of my program. When I, when I first have kids that come in um, to my facility and I love like the younger kids not only just hanging, but like get them to like shimmy across the bars, you know, back and forth where they have to sort of like navigate across the bars. My kids, I set up years ago and they're still in there. Like uh, they're like the gymnastic rings, like monkey rings. So they have to swing from ring to ring and go all the way down the rack and back. You know what I mean? And, and I tell you, I think it's, it's great not only for shoulder strength, but grip strength as well. And I think that's a, that's another thing that's like so many baseball players, I think leave on the table is grip strength. I mean, you're literally holding a bat. Like yep. you're the bat is in your hands, right? Mm -hmm. And everyone overlooks like grip strength and like you have so many nerves in your hands and, and, and it, and it connects all the way up into your shoulder. And I think that's another thing that's totally overlooked in, in, uh, in a lot of training programs is, is like, uh, is grip strength, you know? So we know, we know what's crazy is that people now have to pay Yoda sports and conditioning, uh, strength conditioning people, Yoda's like yourself to do yep. that kind of stuff instead of like you and I, when we were younger, we went to the playground and we did all the monkey ring stuff and all that. And that's sure. that yep. a, a Yoda like yourself now to, in order to get that kind of training. Yeah. And I think too, like if you do it early, like my son, my oldest is he's 13. Um, he's a big kid. He's like, you know, he, he grew, oh God, six inches over, over, you know, he hit his growth spurt over COVID and he's just <laughs> sprouted up and he's not skinny. He's like a, he's pretty solid kid. Right. Mm -hmm. But like um, he, when he was little, we did rope climbs all the time. Yeah. Like he used to climb his rope all the time. And I swear, like, even though he's grown a lot, developing that grip strength and shoulder strength when he was that age allows him to be able to still do like he can do, you know, he can do chin ups at his size and stuff. Like, Cause I feel like he developed that strength when he was younger. And now that he's gotten older, even though he's grown, he's been able to kind of hold on to it because he's trained through that time period. And he's able to do those things. So I think like, yeah, I think, I think for, for younger kids, it's just huge to be able to, to get, and it's fun, right? Like that stuff's fun. We're not like making them do like one arm dumbbell rows and like scap pull-ups or, or uh, you know, we're not doing corrective exercises. That gets fun. Like you're climbing on bars, you're hanging, you're trying to get from ring to ring. It's, it's like, 
you're playing, but you're you're training at the same time. So playing yeah, it's huge. That kind of stuff. That's what yeah. we in the gym, in the monkey bars and and that the whole gymnasium type of thing in the parks that we'd play in, it was tag. We were trying to, and we were walking on, like I see your kids doing, walking on little, whether they're beams that are above yep. the ground or you're having a balance, you're having a, all this kind of stuff. And, and that's, and that's what I really like. One of the questions I asked you, I wanted to ask you, one of the, you did a strength conditioning episodes on your site in the about section, like bottom third page uh, of the page. And they were, talking about some things they asked you about the older kids that you get, whether they're high school, maybe even college guys that come back or maybe just start to work with you. And yep. you see that there was some developmental holes in their past. So when you get a kid like that, a high school, junior high, high school on up, what do you yep. have to do with that kid? Do you, do you have to kind of go back in time, work that out? And how long does that usually take? So that was a big change for me with my like programming. And, and when I, when I, when I really started working with the kids and realized like, these are the things that kids need. And these are the things that will help them to develop, to be a better athlete. I sort of took that idea and morphed it into using it with the older kids. And the idea came like, well, let's just do, let's try to fill in these developmental holes with, with these kids during their warm up period. Mm. Right. So mm -hmm. 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes, they'll come in. We'll do, you know, some little bit of crawling, you know, to work core strength and stability of the shoulder. Cause we know that's good. It's a little bit more structured, right? It doesn't look as, it doesn't look as fun as like the kids do it, yeah. but it'll be like, all right, we're going to do, we're going to do like, uh, you know, 50 yards of total crawling broken up into small parts. We're going to do, um, you know, some foundational, like sort of, um, you know, we might do hanging. We might do, uh, we might have them use a bar where they're going to uh, work on their typical like strength exercises, like just to, get them in the right positions to be able to do a squat or a bench press or a, you know, shoulder press, whatever. Um, we'll do a lot of stuff like on the balance beams, right? We'll get them walking sideways on a balance beam, maybe doing a low lunge on a, uh, on a balance beam. We'll get a medicine ball in their hands and get them throwing the ball at different ways. That's another big one. Like just side throws, overhead throws, slams to the ground. Like every day, get them in circuits like that. So they get to move, their body through a bunch of different um, ranges of motion directions and stuff they never do, right? Stuff they've never been used to. And so for me, that's kind of where I fill in those developmental holes. We use the warm up period to sort of go back and maybe touch on the things that they may not have developed when they were younger. So, I love that. And, yeah. and correct me if I'm wrong, I think I've seen a video on your Twitter before where you had them wrestling or some sort of wrestling. I know you guys can roll out the wrestling mats out in the, the hall, I think you were saying. And then did you have them wrestling yep. or doing something similar? Yeah, we have like, so sometimes we have them do like, uh, you know, so they'll get in a bear crawl and face off and they'll have mm -hmm. to like, one, they'll, you know, grab each other's arm and have to pull, try to pull the other one over. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Or we'll do plyometrics where an athlete will jump in the air and then while he's in the air, the other athlete will whack them, sort of push them. So they mm -hmm. land a little bit awkwardly. Yep. You know, we'll do stuff like that. We'll do almost like, uh, it looks like almost like, um, like the athletes boxing another guy out, like in basketball, like mm -hmm. a box out drill, yep. just to work on like they're pushing each other back and forth. Yeah, so I love that stuff because I think it's a different type of strength, right? You ever have a buddy that wrestled and mm -hmm. like he grabbed you, yep. he grabbed you and you always knew like, shoot, like this dude, <laughs> it's just a different type of, because he's just, you know, he's used to like just pushing and pulling with someone and he knows like the moment you try to make a move, he knows how to counteract that. That type of uh, that motion, you know what I mean? And it's like you always knew when one of your buddies like 
wrestle because they they just had that extra this sort of sixth sense in, in strength. So I love that stuff. And I'm, you know, you you've probably seen it. The younger kids wrestle all the time, and I yeah. tell the parents like, listen your kids are going to wrestle when they come in. They're going to push each other. We're going to put the mats out. We're going to roll around. We're going to play games that force them to tackle each other. You know, I'm a football guy too. I, I coach football. So if I can get kids to like get used to that physicality of the game, you know what I mean? Um, I think it, it, you can't beat it because those are the skills they're going to use later on. You know what I mean? I so. agree. Yeah. And I always, you know, because I do, I focus on the hitting side. I, I don't have, yep. we have a few places. There's a parkour place that we have our son at. We do, we have a place called Little Gym that they do kind of beginning gymnastics. Yeah. So my, my both my son and daughter were in that for a couple of years. So they do a lot of cool, a lot of the things we see on your videos. We see uh, not everything, but a few of those. And then with the whole COVID thing, the Little Gym shut down. And so we were trying to find another place. So they do parkour. So a lot of the yep. things that you're, Love it. you're doing. So we don't have a ton of that here, which I wish there was. But what I usually suggest to my hitters is to get in things like uh, martial arts for the females, dance. Even swimming for, uh, is good. You just don't get the ground reaction forces in that. And yep. uh, other, right. you know, those kind of things are, are gymnastics, obviously, are, are always good as developmental things to do if we don't have access to something like, like what you're doing. Are you thinking, are you looking to do some franchising or something like that to where people can act, have access to that around? Have you thought, given that a thought? I have... I've had so many people contact me about like, do you have a facility in, you know, Georgia, Florida, Texas, California? Yeah. I've had people ask me if I could have a, uh, like, a, uh, I guess a entrepreneurial side of like my life, like a group of people that could do that stuff. I would do it in a heartbeat, but I am way too unorganized. I mean, I'm just getting by every day, just having my own, my own place as a businessman. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm sort of like the idea guy. I love going in the gym and coming up with all the different ways to do it. Yep. Um, kind of laying that out on a national scale. <laughs> I think for me, it's way above my head, but, but it, it would be awesome because I think there's, you're right. There's not, there's not, um, you know, there's not enough places around like that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, I think for me, even thinking in an even broader scale, like you just said, like I would love to have a place that catered to, you know, you have your gym, where you have your older athletes so they can lift and do your traditional training. You have your kind of PE slash transition into strength and conditioning that I do. And then you can also have like that area where kids can just go and play and do parkour or, mm -hmm. or Ninja warrior. You know what I mean? Yep. And then, you know, you could even take it one step further and have a big space where, where, where you had a batting cage and a basketball court and a little turf area where kids can, you know, play seven on seven football Mm -hmm. or play hoops or play baseball. You know what I mean? That's like, that's my dream, my, my dream facility. We just <laughs> never, we have yet to, we have yet to find the space. Cause I think you can, if you have something like that, you have the kids have access to so much, so much athletic development. And I'll tell you what too. And I, I wanted to say this before. Yeah. Watching my kids go and transition from little league into like a higher level baseball. Right. So definitely like to like, jumping from like a USA bat to a BB core bat mm -hmm. and seeing kids, kids who are not physically developed or strong enough struggle because they just went from a drop 12 to a drop three. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like kids get up and it's like they're swinging a freaking tree. Yep. Um, and so that, that, and I was, and I, and one of my athletes, he's actually a football player, but he's, he, he, 
he likes baseball. He doesn't put full time, like a lot of attention to it. He just plays. But I was blown away this summer watching him be able to use his athletic ability on the baseball field, running the bases, running balls down in center field, just making contact where he put the ball where he needed to so he could get on first. You know what I mean? It just got me thinking like, man, like just having those skills is so big for baseball, you know? And so for me, it's like, and I'm, I'm always backtracking. Like how can we develop those skills in kids so when they do get to this level, they'll be successful. Yeah, I agree. And like I told you at the beginning of this call that everything you're doing is, is a piece of the puzzle that a lot aren't doing. And I think a combination of what you're doing with that transitioning side, you talk about this football player is just an absolute athlete, been working out with you, doing that kind of stuff. So he's got the foundation to be able to just step in. Then the next piece of the puzzle are the movement principles, the human movement principles that are validated yep. by science. We apply them to hitting the ball. And those, sure. are the, those are the things, you know, I'm a big spinal engine guy. I love springy fascia. And as you know, and that is, that is the next step. Once you get moving correctly and you can take out ankle mobility issues or shoulder mobility or thoracic spine, once you take that stuff out, then it's all hands on deck. Now they got full range. They can create things like neck pressure where they can, they can have wind up the head and the, and the shoulders and things like that. So I don't know, man, I, ever since that we connected, I think, I wish I could have you in my, <laughs> I wish I could like you <laughs> about your fresh heaven about all these, these surrounding developmental things. You know, one of the biggest things I wish I had was a Jeremy Frisch next door to me that I can tell my hitters, this is a must. You need to go to this. And then, you know, that's going to make what we do in the cage or on the field so much better. Um, I just, I just wish we had a Jeremy Frisch next door. Um, but maybe that's something that we can talk about because we're working sure. on some things that could be, you know, that we could talk over the phone on that, on the franchising side of it. There could be something there. We'll just, we just have to take your, your brain and, and formulate how that would look. And it'd be really cool. Sure. Look, something like a little gym, right? Little gym is very formulaic. I don't know. I don't know. You don't have a little gym out there, but little gym's just a smaller version of gymnastics, right? So they're going sure. into the flips and all that, but it's all building up to the backflips and, and all that, all those things. Um, but maybe, maybe that's something we can talk to you. One thing before I uh, let you go, I wanted to ask about where people can find you, but before that, what is your kind of formula for when we do a workout, we want to make sure we're, we're doing a roll. We're going to make sure that we're doing a, some sort of a, a hard press, a, a jump. Uh, is there a certain formula, like maybe the top yep. four or five things that you look for that we make sure in one hour that we're getting done? Sure. Yeah. We, so when, when, uh, when, when, um, and I can even give you like, so a lot of the athletes that I train were, are probably between the ages of like 10 and 14, 15. Right. And so that's a great age because there's so much development going on. Um, and that's like really the golden age of like, when you start to see their athletic skills start to blossom, you know what I mean? So when an athlete comes into my facility, you know, around that age, we spend a tremendous amount of time. We're not a tremendous amount of time, but we're going to spend a good chunk of time when, when they first come in, we're going to move. So like before, before we do anything, we try to increase our body temperature. Mm -hmm. And so we, we move, we do like, we have circuits where, you know, we basically we're working on fundamental movement skills because that's a great time. So we're going to do, you know, 20 yards of skips, 20 yards of shuffles, 20 yards of back, back pedal. 20 yards of hops, you know, stuff like that. Another series we do in place where we just do jumping jacks or skips and hop side to side, but we want to move. 
we want to, and when we do move, we want to add every, we want to do everything. So like when we're skipping, we do an arm swings. Mm-hmm. When we're backpedaling, we're holding our arms overhead. You know, when we're, when we're hopping, uh, when we're doing side shuffles, our arms are going making big circles. So we're like trying to integrate the entire body and make it kind of awkward and weird for the kids mm-hmm. just because we know that all that movement is sort of going to lay a bigger foundation. The more movement you do, the better you get at it. Right. So that's always, so the first thing we always do is movement to warm up and it's all usually fundamental movement skills. All right. Then from there, we usually move on to like two things. We work on stability and then flex in range of motion. So stability would be like getting the kids on the ground, doing short stints of like bear crawl or crab reaches where we're sort of like really focusing on the core and they have to lift an arm off the ground and stabilize themselves in a good position or lift a leg off the ground or crawl like maybe 10 yards really slowly with their knees close to the ground. It's hard work. You know what I mean? But you're, you're really focusing on staying stable and not moving much or moving very slowly over a short range of uh, short distance. And then to go with that, like I usually kind of do them together. We do, um, these, what we call it's, uh, the name of the company is called stick mobility, but we do like these big ranges of motion with PVC pipes. We're asking them to overhead squat. We're asking them to do a, a, a lunge with the bar overhead. We're asking them like a big one I do with the pitchers, they get in a lunge with the stick over their head and they create a lot of tension in the shoulders and they're going to bend side to side, like at their waist. We're going to do like big side bends. Uh, we're going to do lateral. We're going to do step ups and single leg work. So we sort of do this stability slash flexibility at the same time. And that happens every, every session. Mm-hmm. All right. And then the next thing we do, <clears throat> the next part of our workout is we do um, plyometrics. So we always do jumps. And again, we pair that with, that's, this is where we get into like, I guess more specific throws off the wall where we do our plyometrics, uh, like um, medicine ball work, you know, side throws similar to like, like I want to see the kids like loading, you know, you know, trying to get that upper body rotation while they're stepping forward. I want to sort of see kind of how they look almost similar to what they, how they swing. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, so we do a lot of that stuff, overhead throws, uh, heavy slams, um, you know, one arm punches, uh, all different. I have, and we have medicine balls that we do drills that are two pounds. We have medicine balls, like I said, that were all, all the way up to like 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a huge one for us. And then, and then from, from, from plyometric work and jump and their jumps. So, so I should backtrack after we do our throws, when we do our jumps, we do, we're always going to do something double leg and we're always going to do something single leg. So we're always going to be hopping off of one foot. And we're always going to be jumping off at of two feet just to kind of just make sure we cover all our bases, right? And then the uh, last thing in our sort of movement series <clears throat> after plyometrics is we're ready to go. This is when we're going to sprint. All right, we're going to do short sprints. We're going to chase each other. We're gonna, we might do resisted runs. We might do some type of agility where we play tag and run each other down. Or we're going to do some type of like high-speed work where we're really moving. Yeah, so and then from there, it's all your basic stuff from in the weight room. You know, we teach – we teach our kids how to like Olympic lift. Um, we're not scared of, of teaching, you know, getting a bar in the kids' hands. We we definitely teach our kids how to squat, deadlift, you know, hinge, get strong on one leg. They do plenty of pull-ups, lots of rows, you know, really basic, basic uh, barbell, dumbbell movements. I love that, dude. Yeah, I pr- appreciate you sharing that. And and again, we, we got to figure out how to get you a lot, a lot more outside of the, the Massachusetts area, Clinton, Massachusetts <laughs> area. Uh, but before we get there, yeah, um, I appreciate your time today. 
where can people find more about you? And so that's number one. And two, are there anything new, any kind of projects you're working on right now? Yep. Yeah. So, um, you can find me, there's a, I got a bunch of articles that, that I've written, I think it's five or six on, um, simply faster. Mm -hmm. Um, if you just like type in Jeremy Frisch, simply faster that all those will come up and you'll see a lot of the things that you and I just talked about. You'll find a lot of those things in, in those articles. Um, and, and there's a lot of great videos in there too. So, it, you know, some good examples of parents are looking for ideas, um, you know, to use with their kids or, 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 uh, or coaches looking to do stuff with their, with their athletes. Um, and then, you know, kind of going, what we were just saying, I've been slowly just trying to, um, take videos of the things that we do and sort of database them. Yep. And I, and I, and I don't know what I'm going to do with it. If I can present it to, to, to a group of, of, uh, you know, people, if coaches want it or, you know, say you wanted it say, Hey, give me the, I need 10 exercises for my baseball players. Boom. You know, here it is. So I'm trying to sort of put that together. It, it, and there's so many exercises and it's a little overwhelming right now, but <laughs> once I get that database sort of growing, right. And, and explain it all. And, and the other part of it is too, is, um, you see like the games that we play, you know, I post about the games that we play, but I never really, I never, there's enough, not enough space on Twitter or Facebook. And I don't really have the time to like explain how they work, you know, the, how the games work and what's the rules. So I'd love to like put together a database of games that athletes can use and with the, with, you know, how to, like, how do you play this? What are the rules and, and what are we working on? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's my current project. Very cool. Well, we'll talk more about that. You and I just do do a phone call. I sure. think there's some things there that we can work with. That's an online thing or franchise thing is going to take a little bit longer because that's going to take into account creating some standard operating procedures and like operations manual, sure. you know, that kind of thing. That's going to take probably a little bit longer, but an online thing might be something worth looking at right now as the low hanging fruit. Um, and we mentioned your website, you, like you said, was yeah. uh, achieveperformance.net. If people want to find you there, uh, Twitter. Yep. Where can people find you? What's your, what's your handle? I know we discussed yes. it earlier, but just as a reminder. Yeah, it's just that Jeremy Frisch. And I, I post, I love Twitter. It's uh, I love, I love being able to come up with my ideas in little short phrases. You know what I mean? It's way easier to do it, do that than, uh, than have to write a, you know, entire article or books. And, and, uh, you know, obviously videos tell about, you know, can, can truly show you, show what uh, you do. So I love posting on there and mostly just because I think there's a lot of people out there that could use it. You know, that there's a lot of mom and pop coaches. There's a lot of phys ed teachers. There's a lot of, you know, different people that could look at that stuff and, and find it useful. So, yeah. Exactly. And then uh, I'm on Facebook too. I just, you know, it's mostly people from my town, you know, that mm -hmm. uh, or college friends and stuff like that. But I do post some stuff of the things we do with the kids on there. Um, and uh, yeah. And I, the rest of my time, if I'm not working, I'm got four kids. So I'm, I usually coach football in the fall and basketball in the winter and baseball in the spring. So yeah. <laughs> busy guy, dude, busy guy. Well, Hey, thank you for everything that you do yeah. out there and we'll see if we can get uh, touch more people besides over there in Clinton, Massachusetts. And uh, appreciate your time today, Mr. Jeremy, you guys have a happy Thanksgiving. Any other parting right. thoughts before we go? You too. No, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Like I said, I think, I, I read both of your books and, and they were fantastic and they definitely, you know, helped us, my kids, as far as like, well, help me as far as coaching goes, but also giving me an understanding of how, you know, like, you know, I didn't understand all of it with the, the hitting book. And then you like said, Oh, 
I threw the shot put in college and I saw shot put and I'm like, damn, like, that's it. That's it's there. Like, I understand what he's talking about. So it was really great. It was really great for me. And then I could take the kind of what I knew about shot putting and I could put it back into, you know, teaching my kids how to hit, which is great. So yeah. Awesome stuff. So I appreciate I love, you having me on. I love it, dude. All right, man. We'll keep up the good work again. Happy Thanksgiving. And, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk soon. I'll reach out and we'll, we'll have a conversation about some of the other stuff we were talking about. Sounds great. Can't wait. I'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Bye-bye.